<laughs> Although it was our last year at Amy's folks' beach house. Why is that? They sold it. Ah. Um, so they, which they wanted to do. They've had it for 15 years or more. And it was always more work than it was worth. Mm. Um, because they worked with a rental property, like a rental agency to like rent it out over the, you know, summer. Mm-hmm. And they weren't getting a lot of renters in the last few years. And upkeep and maintenance was getting expensive. Uh, and it was just not. And because like... Because people, a lot of people are like me who don't actually want to go to the beach to go to the beach. Yeah. So they're like the renter, the rental agency was like, oh, you got to put in granite countertops, you got to put a TV in every room, and they're like, you don't need all that. It's the beach. Like, go to the beach. Right. But people just want to be near the beach yeah. in a nice house. Yeah. And it was not a nice house. It was a beach house. Right. It was four bedrooms, a living room, and a kitchen. Which is exactly what you want for people who want to go to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. You just want a place to sleep. Yeah. Um, which is not what a lot of people want anymore. Right. Um, and so they were tired of like trying to like meet those demands so they could mm. get more renters, which would cost them more money anyway. So they eventually found a nice, it actually was sold to three families um, who bought it together and are going to kind of like trade it out. That's cool. Um, yeah, it seems really nice. They're really nice. And part of the deal was we got to use it one more time because they sold it a couple months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Um, so we, you know, picked a, picked a week and went out and do that. And we'll still go back to that beach. Um, but we'll just rent a house because you can do that. <laughs> Will it have to have granite granite countertops? For you guys, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the weird thing was they hadn't like changed anything. Hmm. Like all the furniture was the same, all the decorations were the same. Oh, like the new owners yeah. hadn't touched it yet. Yeah. Well, they they'd been down and they'd done some stuff to it, but like they'd left all the stuff how it was, which hmm. is. I think because they liked it that way. Like, they said that. But we kind of expected them to have, like, made some dramatic changes. Like, the biggest change we could find was they they moved all of the owner's stuff from one closet to a different closet. <laughs> which was locked. It was a locked closet. So, normally, we're expecting, like, closet A to be locked because it had all the owner's stuff in it. Right. But now, closet B was locked because it had all the owner's stuff in it. Uh, and they put a DVD player in every room with the TV that was already there. Ooh. Yeah. You can bring your DVDs to the beach. Yeah, I didn't do that. Near the beach. Yeah. Uh, but so it was like, eh. Well, and the, and the rental agency that they that runs the stuff has a DVD library you can go rent stuff from. Cool. So that's that's part of the yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, it was really nice, very relaxing. We, went to, we started in the mountains because we always fly to Asheville where her parents live and then drive down to the beach. Yeah. So I went mountains to beach, which how, was fun. How far is that? How far uh, is it's that? It's six, seven hours. Okay. That's a real drive. Yeah, it's a real drive. Yeah. It's longer than Dallas. Yeah, it is longer than Dallas. Um, but it was it was it's it was very relaxing, very nice. Um, I learned that I can actually upload an episode of our podcast from my phone. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was in total beach mode, and you sent me the thing. Like I didn't have my computer with me. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm glad you figured it out. Yeah, and you're like, hey, uploaded uploaded the thing, and I'm like, huh. I mean, like, worst comes to worst, I could have. Like I mean, logged into yeah, the, it would have been fine. Well, yeah. and I was gonna—I think we were going home or back to Asheville like the next day, so it would have been like a day or two late. But I was playing on my phone, like I think I can actually make this work because uh, Libsyn, our podcast host, actually has a has an import from Dropbox feature. Oh, okay. So I could directly import it, um, and it's kind of amazing that you can publish a podcast using a phone. It's amazing, yeah. <laughs> And like technically, I don't think I do anything editing wise that I couldn't do on GarageBand on my phone. Yeah, that like mobile GarageBand couldn't yeah. do. So, like this is producible entirely via oh absolutely iOS. There've been albums produced entirely via iOS. Yeah, uh, one of the Gorillas albums was recorded and produced on an iPad. Technology. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. At the beach. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, at the beach. Uh, that was um, our friend Robert, who used to do a podcast and does not anymore. Um, he started it because he went and saw Kevin Smith talk, and Kevin Smith pulled out his phone and was like, you have everything you need to start a podcast right here. Mm-hmm. And Robert was like, oh, yeah, I do. And that's how he launched his podcast was from his phone. There's someone uh, who I follow on the internet who makes this really cool tool called 
I think it's cast.fm. Yeah. And it's a web service mm-hmm. that, like, if we wanted to use it to make our podcast, yeah. you and I would log into it and we'd, like, share a session mm-hmm. and it would just record each of us remotely. And I feel like I've used this. And it would just. You'd condense be, them both into you, one file you'd and record it out, and then yeah. you'd click we're done and then it would just be like cool here's your mp3 mm-hmm. of like a nice sounding mix down of yeah stuff yeah i've I've used something similar that if not that specific one i've used similar tools yeah, yeah. um but it, like it saves you the hassle of like okay like both let's both of us install skype and then we'll yeah. do an audio call and like because well, we it's have, difficult to do those we'll, remotely yeah, yeah we'll get call recorder and yeah. like record the skype thing and then put them into a like editing program and yeah. mix it and when syncing is so hard. Right. As we've discovered, when we, were, we used to record separately, the few times we tried that and mm-hmm. having to like sync that up was yeah. very difficult. Yep. So uh, like, I, I think it's interesting and humorous that like you go to a beach house all the way in North Carolina and you spend most of your time sitting on a couch reading a book. Yeah. Is it, is that experience? Do you feel like that's a materially different experience from sitting in your apartment reading a book? Uh, the ability to be in a new place has fewer distractions. Like I don't take my computer. That's really nice. Um, it's also a good opportunity to hang out with Amy's family. Like that's something I get to do once a year. Yeah. So being able to, you know, hang out with her parents and talk like that is worthwhile. Even if it wasn't at the beach, mm-hmm. um, but being able to go to the beach is nice too. Like being able to put on swim trunks and some suntan lotion and go down and read a book on the beach yeah, or just go swim for 20 minutes. I can float in this ocean, yeah, which is nice because I can't float anywhere else. <laughs> and I still have to work at it a little bit to float in the ocean. Mm. Yeah. You never, I can, I can float if I like take a, take in and hold like a deep breath. Yeah. I'm not buoyant in a swimming pool. No, most people aren't. Okay. I, I definitely have always sunk and it's always been really annoying. Yeah, uh, but at the ocean because of the salt water, uh, I can pretty easily like float, and that's something I really like to do. So like I'll go out like past the breakers, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't have like waves crashing over me, mm-hmm. and like lay back and float for a while, and that's really nice. That's I, that's a really fun experience. Yeah, yeah. Be careful though; you'll get real burned. Yeah, we gotta wear something. Well, again, like if I'm not in the water, I've got a t-shirt on and a hat and sunglasses. Like I am covering up as much of me as i can yeah i i like a lot of things about the beach but i do not like direct sunlight yeah i don't like getting sunburned like it's not even the burn like yeah like burns suck but even if i'm not gonna get burned i do not want to be in direct sunlight that's fair it's very uncomfortable it's very hot yeah uh it makes you very tired it does yeah you get tired sitting on the beach doing nothing yeah you get sweaty (laughs) yeah uh it's like if I'm at a beach, I want to be under an umbrella. Like mm-hmm. right, I want like I want to have a t-shirt on. Really, what I want to do, and this is like this solves the problem of like Jesse wears jeans. Like I really like what desert people do. Just get a big giant sheet and wrap just it cover around, every just single bit of you. Wrap it around you, and you're in this big loose flowy yeah. thing. Like you got freedom and coolness, and no sunlight hitting no direct your skin. Sun. It's like that guy in uh, Logan. That's a movie. Yeah, did you see it? No, it's a good movie. Did you watch the latest movies with Mikey? No. You should watch the movie and then watch watch that. I didn't because it was about Logan. Yeah. It's super spoiler heavy. Like, don't don't <laughs> watch it if you haven't seen Logan. I also, like, don't care about Logan. So I'm probably not going to watch Logan and because I don't care about Logan. It's, I a, wasn't it's a real good movie. I'm sure. I just also don't care about Wolverine. And this yeah, it's a good movie. No, regardless. I'm saying this movie kind of addresses that. Interesting. Did you see Wonder Woman? Not yet. I didn't see that. Either. I would like to, but no. Logan is kind of a little bit a commentary on Wolverine in the previous X Men movies. Oh, see, like I don't even care about someone talk like making a commentary about Wolverine because I don't know or care about anything about it like <laughs> watch logan oh, sure maybe one day i'll put it on the list no don't put it on those you'll watch the movie um they did the thing you liked with mad max where they made a black and white version of it really yeah that's cool I it's think called that's logan fun. noir i think that's fun yeah um 
yeah, I haven't seen Wonder Woman either. Um, everyone's talking about it. I bet it's great. Seems cool. Mm-hmm. Seems like it does a lot of great stuff. I also like again. I just don't like. I don't care. Did you see the very funny thing Sarah Michelle Gellar tweeted about Wonder Woman? No. Um, like I don't follow Sarah Michelle Gellar on Twitter, but someone retweeted this and it made me laugh. Uh, That's Buffy, right? Yeah, she tweeted this. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we've got an image meme. The top half is one image, and the bottom half is another. And the top half is a picture of. Wonder Woman from the movie Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, starring Gal Gadot. Starring that person. And it says, I've never seen a woman this badass on screen before. And she looks very badass. She's yeah. got a shield and an outfit. And then you've got the bottom half, which is Sarah Michelle Gellar. As Buffy. As Buffy. With some early 2000s hair. Yeah. And a lollipop going, Huh? Because she was also a badass yeah. on screen. Yeah, that was that's pretty good. I thought it was a really funny thing. Like, not to diminish at all anything that Wonder Woman has done. No. Like, I I think from what I've read, it seems like it's a very good movie and very worthwhile, and does a lot of really interesting things with, you know, putting a female superhero on screen in a comic book movie. What a crazy idea! But um, nah, no, no one wants to see that. I did laugh at that as a meme. Yeah, because Buffy was a pretty badass character. Yeah. Um, I did watch a movie recently. Yeah. I watched Get Out. Get Out's real good. Yeah, and I would love to talk about it after I pee. Okay. That was a good teaser, huh? That was good. And this is where we put a commercial break if we had a sponsor. Uh, we don't have a sponsor, but I will pull up a random ad on Craigslist and read that. Unprepared is brought to you by For Sale, exclamation point, exclamation point, stacked desktop 2012, $140. Hello, I'm selling a used desk- desktop gaming PC. Installed with Windows 7 Home Premium, 8GB of RAM, G-Skill Ripjaws 2x4XGB, 2GB CPU, GeForce 9500 GT x2, 450GB hard drive, Western Digital 4500HLHX hard drive, with a DVD read-write function, a 700-watt power supply, P67 Extreme Gen 3 MOBO, Landcool PCK7 Tower Case, processor is unknown. I do not have a DVI connector to test with the screen, so I cannot check the processor values, and I do not want to remove the heatsink to find out. I have plugged it in, it turns on, it sounds like it boots up correctly, but that is as far as I can possibly test it. Free pickup can deliver for extra depending on time and distance traveled. Unprepared is also brought to you by three-tier sink commercial kitchen equipment. Three-bay sink for sale, too big for our, for our space, willing to trade for smaller one or sell for cash only, 500 Good condition. Unprepared is also brought to you by 22-inch hedge trimmer, $20, Buda. 22 cordless hedge bush trimmer, sharp and works perfect, one lithium battery and charger. Unprepared is also brought to you by Terrarium, Reptile Aquarium. Complete terrariums dash aquarium, except for heat lamp or snake or lizard. Decorations and thermometer included. Slide top for pet security, home and child security. Depending on what you put in here, ha ha smiley face. Sand sand fake, matte, easier to clean, driftwood real. James, phone number here. And we're back with Couch Talk. How's your couch, Jesse? <laughs> it's still bad. Oh, you should I get a new couch. S- I still have a bad couch. Yeah. Um, get Out was a good movie. Yeah, it's a real I, good movie. I did like it. Oh, we talked about Get Out, didn't we, at brunch? Did Oh, we did. We talked about Get Out we at ta- brunch. We talked about Get Out. We had brunch. We did. We had brunch. That's way more exciting talking about Get Out. <laughs> Jesse and I went to brunch. Or as I like to call it, bro-unch. It was brun- brunch. Brunch. <laughs> it's a brunch. It's a brooch. We each wore a brooch. Oh, we should have wore brooches. That would have been cool. It could have been a brooch brunch. <laughs> brooch bro brunch. Bro- brunch bro brooch. Bro brunch with brooches. <laughs> I want to open a restaurant focused on serving brunch, and the restaurant's name is Brooch. Brooch. You're going to brooch for some brunches? Yeah. So be like, hey, you want to go to brooch? Yeah. Be like, did you mean go brunch? Where do you want to get brunch? At brooch. brooch. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, brunch was good. We ate uh, some food. Yeah, it was a, it was a Tex-Mex brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Trudy's North Star on North Burnett Avenue, just south of 183. Mm-hmm. Tell them Kevin sent you. <laughs> They'll go, what? <laughs> Tell them Kevin sent you and you'll get free bacon if you buy the brunch <laughs> buffet on Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> Before 11. Oh, man. Um... Yeah, but you enjoyed brunch. This was your first brunch experience, this correct? My, this was my first like brunch proper. Yeah, um, I'd eat, certainly eaten breakfast. Yeah, I've eaten many late breakfasts. You've even had a lunch or two. I've had lunch before, and I've had early lunch, but this is the first time I've ever fully brunched. Yeah, so, what was it like combining a variety of breakfast foods with a variety of lunch foods? I mean, I felt like it was still mostly breakfast foods. Yeah, even with like the the pork chimichangas. Yeah, that was like the closest to a yeah. lunch thing. You got a, you got a taco. Oh, sure, but not ta- a breakfast taco, just wa- a taco. It wasn't a breakfast taco, but the existence. Okay. Mm, ooh, this is interesting. So I, <laughs> in my own personal life, yeah. food eating for myself, I don't separate breakfast food and lunch food and dinner food very strictly. often. Well, that's fair. Like I will just eat like food for breakfast. Just tacos for breakfast. Not breakfast tacos, just normal tacos. Right. Like I don't, I don't have to have breakfast food for breakfast. And yeah. I, like I will eat breakfast food at other times and. Mm-hmm. Like uh, so often, like I'll cook food and then I'll have leftovers, and I'll be like, "Yeah, of course, I want like din- like leftover dinner for breakfast." That yeah. sounds great. Um, so eating a taco, even though it wasn't a breakfast taco, during Didn't seem outrageous brunch to time. You. But yeah, it wasn't like what I'm eating yeah. lunch for breakfast. It like, was a good taco, though. It's really good taco. Yeah, I was real happy with that taco. I got the uh, what did I get? I got the carnitas. Uh, I got the carnitas. Yeah, yeah. Little heavy on the uh, the cilantro, but only because I'm the guy that doesn't like cilantro. I noticed you brushing that cilantro off. Yeah. Do you straight up have the genetic thing? Where I do. It, it tastes like soap. As, as far as I know, I do because it tastes like soap. <laughs> <laughs> and I can handle a little bit of cilantro, but like. It was a lot, a lot of restaurants will just dump cilantro on top of things. Straight up handful of cilantro. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, no, thank you. Um, I really liked the, and it was this was your recommendation. You had me grab the like cinnamony icing for my yeah, for my waffle. For your, for your, did you put it on the waffle? I put it on the French toast. I put it on the waffle and on the French toast. Yeah, it's great for me? that. Yeah, the it's butter maybe. I don't know. It's icing. It was a it was a buttery, creamy, whipped cinnamony topping thing for your breakfast yeah i put carb. i got like three pieces of carrot cake french toast and covered it with that mm. icing um i was real happy they had the carrot cake french toast because i don't always have that see i didn't even try that it's it's okay. cake for breakfast like what's not to love it's you take a slice of carrot cake you dump it in an egg wash and then you pan fry it like it's, you do for french toast it's cake for brunch it's cake for brunch um yeah it was great food uh, I it was strange because I was like, wow, Kevin and I like hung out for such a short amount of time. It was because we usually like <laughs> sit down for like we're already two sixteen into just yeah, and we probably got at least another down, hour or two left. sitting down yeah. recording, and like we were at Trudy's for maybe ninety minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what? We're done already? I mean, we could have kept going. We could have continued to hang out. We we could have, but like like if. If nothing happened, I would have, like, without realizing it, just sat at that table for hours. Yeah, I didn't want to sit at that table for hours only because, like, I don't want to make our server mad at us. <laughs> right. And that's that's the thing. Like, like as soon as you were like, yeah, we should probably go soon. I was like, oh, yeah, like, we're at a restaurant. We can't, we can't just, like, you can't just sit at a table forever at a busy restaurant. Yeah. You can, but you shouldn't. It, it was it's not cool. It was Sunday morning, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, they were going to get really brunch busy. Yeah, they were. Um. And like I've done that, I've sat at like a table, yeah. of re- like at an empty restaurant yeah, for a well, long it, time. Denny's at three a.m. is a different argument. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I did kind of like rushes at not rushes at the door, but I did kind of like like we should probably get going because there were a couple tables around us that had turned over twice while we were sitting there, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we've probably hit our limit yeah. of like table rent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was kind of weird, like only talking to you for an hour or two. <laughs> yeah. It was like the shortest time we'd ever yeah. had a conversation. I do want to do a double date brunch at some point. Um, Cause I think that would be fun. I very much agree. Yeah. 
And you would you would do it again, clearly. Yeah, I mean, I would. L- I gotta get that uh, carrot cake French toast. Yeah, you gotta get that carrot cake French toast. And you had an alcohol at like ten a.m. What yeah. was that like? I mean, it was alcohol at ten a.m. Yeah, I don't drink much at all ever. I know you like you might be my remaining alcohol experience. <laughs> like we like we drink while we record the podcast. We, yeah, we, yeah, we have beers while we record. Um, I never buy alcohol for myself. I don't buy alcohol with Ellen. Yeah, because she doesn't drink at all. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, she's not like a non-drinker. She just never does. I mean, I don't care if you are a non-drinker. Like, I, I know people who are just who are completely teetotal. Um, like, no, thank you. I guess like every once in a while, if I'm like out with someone else, like, and it happens yeah. to be at an alcohol place, I might order alcohol. Well, but- I don't like buying alcohol at places. Mm-hmm. Like, I drink beer at home. Like, that's not unusual for you me. You buy alcohol for yourself. For home. Yeah. Like mm. I I typically don't like going to a restaurant and buying a six dollar beer. I do it occasionally, like special events and things like that, or uh, but like I can buy a six pack for nine dollars or two beers for twelve yeah. at a restaurant. That's always just kind of annoyed me. Yeah. Uh so I hasn't but at Trudy's for brunch, it's two fifty for a mimosa, so I'm like, yeah, I'll have a mimosa. I'll have two mimosas. It'll be great. Yeah, and we got a, uh, or I got a grapefruit juice vodka thing. Yeah, Greyhound. Greyhound, which was great. Yeah. And it had alcohol in it. It did. But it, it wasn't, like, that strong, so I don't... No, they're two fifty. They're not that strong. Yeah. Which, but, would, like, which was great. I was like, yeah, this is good grapefruit juice. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little, bit of, a little bit of vodka in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely brunch again. Yeah. I did. My favorite part of brunch was not actually the brunch, although the brunch was great. Mm-hmm. My favorite part was when I texted you at like, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon and said, don't forget to take your post-brunch nap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you texted me like two hours later, like, did you cast a spell on me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, I did not sleep a lot the day before, like the night before. Yeah. Um. And we got brunch, and I think like the alcohol was affecting just enough. Where oh I was, yeah, where it, I was like, mm, I could go for. That's a, nap. a big part of why you take a nap after <laughs> brunch is because you just had a couple alcoholic drinks at ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I uh, I slept for a solid like two hours. That that was a very weird day because I was like, I didn't sleep much the night before, and then I was awake at brunch with you, which yeah. was like a weird new experience. Yeah, that never happened before. And then I slept for a while immediately <laughs> after right from like like some like between noon and one to yeah. like three something mm-hmm. maybe uh and then i woke up and it felt like the beginning of my day <laughs> but i had already done something and it was the middle of the afternoon that is that's weird yeah and then i think i went for a bike ride that sounds like you and yeah God, it was weird <laughs> it's really weird um yeah, I went and played board games afterwards. Nice. Like, I took my pro sponge nap and then went and played board games. Nice. Um, but like I, I enjoyed it a lot. Like the brunch and then a nap afterwards. Like, yeah, it's, it's a good a, combo. It's a good way to. It takes a long time. Like it was a significant. Yeah, it's of the your day. whole. It's most of your day. Yeah, but it was good. Um, I don't think it was this day. I don't think it was that Sunday where I went, when I went on this bike ride. But uh, I discovered. A place to get food in Austin that makes me very happy. Really? It's the only place in Austin that I'm aware of mm-hmm. that carry that sells Venezuelan food. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. It's a food truck and it looks relatively new and I hadn't heard of it until like two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, it's called Four Brothers and it's it's a it's a food truck and like a little place on south first and they sell arepas and cachapas oh that's so cool empanadas and And it was good and it was so good yeah there's a they have like a big giant list of different arepas with you know it's an arepa with different stuff yeah stuff on it yeah um but there's a traditional venezuelan dish called pabellon Mm -hmm. that's uh like this stewed beef with rice and black beans and uh sweet fried plantains Sounds good. And so they have a pabellon arepa. Oh. Right, the, the dish is normally like a big giant plate full of all this stuff, yeah. but they just put a little bit of it all into an arepa. Yeah. 
So it's it's street foodie. Yeah, and so I got that's the that's what I got the first time I went, and it was like perfect. Yeah, like it's exactly what it's supposed to that's be. That's awesome, which made me very happy. And so the first time I went, I went with Ellen. Yeah, we because she lived near she lives nearby, and we were just looking for somewhere to go eat. Yeah. Um, and then I loved it so much that like next time I went for a bike ride, I was like, I got to make my bike ride go. <laughs> I'm going to go over there. Yeah, I was like, I'll do like 20 miles. That'll get end up at Four Brothers and I'll get in a Arepa and then I'll ride home. It's, like, <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, it was great. Now I want, like, <laughs> I haven't gone since, but now I'm like, every bike ride, I was like, I could just go get just in a Arepa and then go home. <laughs> it's a perfect ride. But Well, and I found this new deli place for you. Oh, that's right. Uh, what's it called? It's called... Uh, I think it's supposed to be called Biederman's Deli, mm. but it's spelled B-I-D-E-R-M-A-N, so I'm calling it Biderman. Yes, which <laughs> makes me think of... Batman Piderman? Bi- yeah. <laughs> Batman Piderman. Yeah, so I'm calling it Biderman's Deli. Biderman's Deli. Yep. Um, which is... So it, it, I found it in kind of a weird way. So there was a place called like New World Cafe, N-E-W-O-R-L-D, like all one word, or mm. New World or whatever. Um, and it was in this location... And I've been there a couple times, um, and it was fine. They did sandwiches and stuff, and it was like, eh, it's whatever. Um, they did a Cuban sandwich, and I'm I'm a big sucker for Cubans. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's a good sandwich. And uh, so I was back in town, this I guess was Saturday, um, and I'd, I've been cooking most of the week and getting like junk food if I don't want to cook, because <laughs> I, I was home alone. Amy only came home yesterday, so mm-hmm. she's been gone until yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, oh, I should go back to that place because it, it is a couple blocks from where I live. Yeah. Um, and it, it's in this shopping center. And I can never quite remember exactly where it was in the shopping center. Uh, so I was like driving along it on the road, kind of keeping an eye out for it. And I was like, well, I think that's where it's supposed to be. But that's not, that's a different name. Like, that's not what I'm looking for. Uh, but I get to the end of the shopping center. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And I'll go. So I go back and I go and like, park in front of it and then like start googling the old cafe <laughs> yeah and so and then like yelp was like oh it's closed and then i'm like well let me google this new place biderman's deli i'm like and the website's like well we used to be new world we're transitioning into this new thing mm-hmm. i don't know if management changed or they just decided to switch it up or what yeah um like we're trying to be like a new york jewish deli i'm like oh that sounds cool like that's a thing i would like to have yeah uh, and they make all their bagels in house every day, which is a good sign. Yes, it's a very good sign. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so they're, they're serious about this, like they're doing it. And inside looks mostly the same, so they haven't changed a lot mm. of the decorations or anything, other than like they painted Biderman's on one wall real big. Um, and I think maybe got new tables, but uh-huh. it's hard to tell. Um, but I went in and I just ordered like the pastrami sandwich, and it was like pastrami and mustard. Like that's all it was on like rye bread, and the yeah. the bread was really fresh. Like I don't know if it was made in house, but it was definitely like soft and fresh and oh, man. real good. And I'm like, I have to I, like my immediate instinct was I have to text Jesse about this sandwich. Yeah, yeah. You sent me that picture, and I was like, oh boy, there's a steak cooking in these. Pans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what you said. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so I'm really excited, um, cause it's, it's really close. Um, one thing they did that was interesting is all of the taxes included in the menu price. Weird. Yeah. So like their, their pastrami sandwich is like $13 and a Coke was $2. And so my bill was $15. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Why doesn't everywhere do that? I don't know. Um, you, have you only been the once? Yeah. Just the once. Okay. Yeah, we got to go. Yeah. I got to go get a sandwich for lunch sometime at yeah. that place. And did you look at their menu? Uh, quickly, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting cuz there's there's not like I didn't see an Italian. Like I was looking for an Italian for you. They did they they had something that was close enough. Close enough. Okay, yeah. cuz I I didn't I I kind of looked but I wasn't looking cuz Italian doesn't interest me as a sandwich. I know it's like your favorite, but like the pastrami and the corned beef, like those are my sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm all about. So I tried the pastrami, I got to go back for the corned beef. Yeah. Uh the the Italian is like I lo- I love an Italian sandwich, but it's also um like standard and universal enough to be a uh, a judging sandwich. Fair enough, right? And I I do this yeah. I do this with coffee shops. Like I'm not I'm not a coffee snob to the extent that like I like 
I don't like research and know and understand like where beans are sourced from and like sure. different variety. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, I like going to coffee shops and drinking espresso because mm-hmm. I think it tastes good. Um, but every time I go to a new coffee shop, I order a cappuccino. Yeah, you've told me about this, right. so you can compare it to the other cappuccinos right. in the it's world. A, it's the same. It's ostensibly the same thing at every place. Yeah, and it lets me judge between them. Yeah, um, and that's kind of like what an Italian sub is like okay. at sandwich places. Everywhere can make an Italian sub, and you want to see how good it is. It should be that, the yeah. same and amazing every time. And yeah. if it's not, I can judge it. Yeah. Um, but I was really happy with that pastrami sandwich. Yeah, I went to. Uh, for breakfast, like on our way to Dallas, we stopped at an Einstein and yeah. got bagels for breakfast. Those are good bagels. I, I just got like a yeah. like egg sandwich on an everything bagel. Yeah. And like it was fine. It's fine. Right? It's 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 fast food bagels. It's a yeah, generic yeah. fast food bagel. Um but like the idea of a place that's like a deli that's making in house bagels, if I yeah. can get like a fresh bagel in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well yeah, there was someone behind me who was like I was, who was gonna who ordered like the kind of bagel they wanted. And I this was like one in the afternoon mm-hmm. and they're like oh well we we don't have any more of those yeah they were out yeah because like you know we make them all we only make so many and like there was a rush this morning and so we actually don't have that bagel anymore and i'm like yeah. that's often a good sign right means it's probably a good bagel yeah um yeah that the the thing that makes me nervous is like are is this the same people who own and run this place as before? And they were just like, you know what? Our thing should be Jewish deli now. And they're just like turning it into that. Or did they get like bought by some like Jewish deli people from New York who came down and turned it into. Yeah. That? And that's a question I don't know the answer to. Like, like it, I, the guy working the register was just a guy working a register. Like he was not mm, more informed than that. Mm. Like, uh, I mean, in the end you judge it based on the product they're producing. Yeah. Uh, but it would seem weird if someone was like, we're making in-house bagels at this nice Jewish deli. And it's just like a couple of Austin people who yes. owned a weird. That would also be weird. Yeah. Um, and that would, that, that would put me off a little bit. Yeah. But if the bagel was good. Yeah. Right. If it's a good bagel, it's a good bagel. Yeah. I didn't try the bagel. So that was, if I, I don't know if the bagel's good or not. I, I wonder if they're like importing their tap water from New York to make their bagels. I hope so. Really. <laughs> it's a thing you can do, right? Yeah. Just get it by the truckload. I remember learning about a, uh, there's a famous like Jewish bakery and deli somewhere in Florida. Hmm. Um, cause like er, certain, a lot areas, of transplants. Yeah. Certain areas of Florida have a lot of like Jewish transplants from New York and New Jersey. Yeah. And decades ago when this place opened, they were busing on Greyhound buses, their rye dough. Oh wow. Like they were making rye bread dough at the original deli and then busing in it New downtown York. or and, down to Florida. And yeah. Every day an employee took a Greyhound <laughs> bus with a bunch of Rido down to the deli in Florida and then they baked it and served it. That's pretty crazy. And it took like a day to get there. Yeah. The, That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So instead of like instead of like shipping a bunch of water, they yeah, did it as a just, dough. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. But it gives you the real thing. Yeah. You went to the one down in South Austin, didn't you? The whatever deli that's supposed to be big down there i don't think so there's there's a new york style deli like down on slaughter i'm aware of some oh uh yes wait what's it called um yeah miller told me about it mm-hmm. and i got a i got a, an italian sub and i didn't like it yeah i thought it was bad. I, I feel like you i remember you telling me that I, story i've heard so I, yeah i got the sandwich and i didn't like it but i've heard there i've heard from people that they're I've always been recommended their pizza. Okay. But I went and I wanted to try their sandwich because it was supposed to be like a New York. Yeah. Well, and you've been looking for this sandwich for a while. Right. Deli pizzeria. So, but it it wasn't good. Maybe their pizza could be great, but But the the sandwich sandwich wasn't impressive. No. But like based on like that photo of that, uh, of that pastrami, like I was like, I was real happy with that sandwich because that's exactly like, that's exactly the right kind of sign, right? Like you go to a sandwich place and they're not like, here's our cool pastrami sandwich with like, a bunch of weird austin Yeah, I didn't want a bunch of weird austin like, stuff. They just threw a pile of pastrami on some rye bread, yeah. and it was great. Um, so it sounds like they would do... Oh, it's, it didn't save the picture to my camera roll. It's just in my photos, which is annoying. Oh, because you and, took it in messages? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I hate that. But yeah, like it is... It's like pastrami on rye with mustard. And uh, you got a little pickle And I got a little there. pickle there. On um, the black and white checkered, yeah, that's wax that was paper. that's new, but like, 
that's all I wanted from like I would have liked maybe some cheese, mm. which I I think you can add like yeah. you can pay a buck and add cheese, but like that was a solid sandwich. Uh, yeah, I was really happy with it. Except and then there was the uh, the Cleveland Lind mustard. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure if that's like a standard thing. I've never seen that okay. before. And like I, it totally seems like a thing where like the mustard from this one ballpark is yeah. like great mustard, but. But it definitely has the Cleveland Indians mascot on the label. Big, giant logo. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, would you like a racist caricature on your mustard? <laughs> yes, please. Yeah? Well, you're in luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cleveland's famous Burtum, Bertman original ballpark mustard, which I think is what was on the sandwich. Like, it was this, that color of a brown yeah. mustard. But uh, it was real weird just looking at that. It's upsetting. It's like, why... They should just get like a white circle sticker. Just put a sticker, sticker on, on top of that. Please. Like it's great mustard, but no, we don't no, need that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Cleveland Indians don't even wear the hat with that guy on it anymore at their away games. Mm. Yeah, because it, it's very bad. Yeah. A lot of people love it. Name's still the Cleveland Indians, so there's a limit. Yeah. The name isn't as bad as the logo. The name's not good. It's not great. It's better than the Washington football team. <laughs> Which is by about this much, <laughs> but that's straight up a slur. Yes, <laughs> like Indian isn't a slur as much as it's just the wrong yeah, well, it's, name. It's a, and there's a complicated racist history with calling Native Americans Indians. Like yeah. that's there's there's a lot there that shouldn't be. Mm. Um, although I've learned that uh, Canadian Native folk uh, prefer First Peoples. First Peoples. Mm-hmm. That sounds way cooler. It sounds pretty cool. Right? Like na- native. <laughs> yeah. Native is great and like means the same thing, but it's like, yeah, we're the first people. Yeah. Don't forget it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being the first yeah. YouTube commenter on yeah. a YouTube video. Don't be that good. But for populations. But for populations. <laughs> but for entire cultures and generations. Yeah. First peoples. Yeah. I'm probably getting something wrong on that story, but. Hmm. Uh, but don't put a racist mascot on your mustard. That's the moral of the no. story. It's mustard. You don't need it. You don't need it. It's just just say, hey, this is good mustard. <laughs> All you need. <laughs> I want a mustard bottle, and the logo just says, good mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that. Um, my uh, Speaking of like... the Talking about the Native American first people thing yeah. made me think about the fact that... Um, and talking about like a, a Jewish deli and stuff. My dad was uh, in Israel for about a week. Okay. Uh, recently, he went with a like a church group, and it was like kind of tourism, kind of like a service trip. Okay. They met with like another, like some people that they know there. Yeah. Uh, affiliated with another church, and did some like not like missionary type stuff, mm-hmm. but they worked with some like food bank organization and okay. did some like feeding people, some and volunteering and stuff, and then but also like being tourists and walking around Jerusalem and like, yeah. Cause that's cool. Seeing the sights. Yeah. Right. So like, I got like a bunch of pictures of my dad in front of the wailing wall and mm-hmm. the temple and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but he, uh, I thought this was really cool. He, on his flight back mm-hmm. when he was at the airport, my dad's a people person mm-hmm. and he will introduce himself to and talk to any stranger. Okay. No matter what, which is, a little weird. Very strange to me. <laughs> so he saw this woman and he just like became best friends with her because that's what he does. Uh, and he like chatted with her at the airport a little bit. And then it turns out they happened to be seatmates when they got on the plane. <laughs> of so course. they spent like, right. He's like, oh, cool. We're just getting to know each other and chatting yeah. small talk at the airport. And then they spend 11 hours sitting next to each other. <laughs> um, but this is the kind of thing that happens to my dad a lot. He has a lot of these experiences where, like, random people he meets have, like, really interesting connections to him personally. That's weird. Um, so this woman is Portuguese, uh-huh. like my dad. Like your dad. But she's from mainland Portugal. My dad is from Madeira, which is an island off the coast. Okay. Um, but she she's uh, Jewish and has family from generations back who went to Madeira. Okay. So she has some like some in, connection. And she so. was talking to my dad about how there were Portuguese Jewish populations 
including her family that went to Madeira. Okay. And this was news to my dad that there was like a Jewish mixture in the Madeiran population. Mm -hmm. And so now, like, I think it's really funny that like my dad was in Israel surrounded by Judaism and Jewish people. And now he's like, I wonder if I'm part Jewish. You should do uh, 23 and me. Well, it was just Father's Day, and oh. <laughs> my turns out my sister bought him. I don't know if it was Twenty Three and Me, but one of those like home genetic yeah, test in a tube and, kit things yeah. for my dad because he got like all excited about oh, that's this cool possibility that he might be Jewish. So, do you have the results yet? Or does it take six? No, to eight weeks? He, he just found out about it okay, yesterday yeah. that he got it. Um, yeah, I thought that was cool, and I, I was talking to my dad yesterday on the phone, and he was telling me about this, and. He pointed out, which is like, I thought was a little problematic and weird, but he pointed out that like, <laughs> he was like, I always like looked at, especially me and my sister who look very much alike. And he was like, yeah. I thought you guys always looked like a little Jewish because you have like, <laughs> he was like, you have like big noses. And I was like, oh, dad, Ooh. no. Ooh. But like my sister and I do have like particularly protruding large noses. Yeah, that doesn't mean much. It though. doesn't mean much, but I was like, okay. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, dad. Like maybe we are maybe, part, maybe like that's that's possible. Jewish. That's not how us, you would find out. Yeah. Find um, out by spitting in this tube. <laughs> Spit in the tube, dad. Don't say weird things like yeah. that. Um I I do want to do one of those eventually. Yeah. Well, cuz we've talked like I don't know my genetic history. Mm-hmm. Like uh I did learn something really interesting about my name today. Really? Yeah. Uh, so I I do occasionally train people in uh, Dublin, which is in Ireland, mm-hmm. as you well know. Uh, we have an office there, and we have a remote team. And there was a new person starting there today, uh, whose name was or is Kiva. Kiva. Okay. Kiva. Spelled. I'm gonna go slow so you can picture this. <laughs> C. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> A O I H M E Kiva Kiva I believe technically it's like Kiva there's a there's a W or a Y sound in there somewhere but Kiva is close enough That's not And so I've known for about a week that she was going to start and I've been seeing her name in emails um, and I've been looking at that name and trying to like, like it's clearly an Irish name. Like I can, trying I can to tell out how to from the vowels it. that it's it, because there's more vowels than consonants in this name. There are four <laughs> yeah. vowels and three consonants. Um, and so I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't have a So I'm, I say to myself, like she's going to start today. I'm just going to be honest and upfront and say like, my dumb American eyes can't figure out how to say this name. Can you just tell me how to pronounce your name yeah. so we can get off to a good start? Um, and so I say, you know, so I say that, you know, hey, can you tell me, just tell me how to pronounce your name? Because I, I don't want to be awkward about it and just move on. But if she was like, Johnson. Well, and so she said, Kiva. And I said, Kiva? Like to, to like double check it, repeat it back. Cause just sort of mimicking. We're mm-hmm. going over like Google Hangouts. So, you know, audio quality is not great, but I'm trying. And she's like, yeah, Kiva, like Kevin. Um, and I'm like, oh, oh okay. Hmm. Um, and so at a break later on, like I Google that name because I'm like, I'm curious, like, cause it's, it's an Irish name. I can tell that. And Irish pronunciations are weird. They like, they don't make sense to anglicized eyes. Yeah. Like English eyes don't make any sense of that. It's all very different letters for sounds, which is counterintuitive because you'd think like Ireland, it's near England. Like they might, <laughs> it should be, yeah. England should be, tried to take it over that time. But so like it should be like English. Yeah. But, but it's not at all. Uh, totally different. Um, and so Kiva, which is a fairly common Irish name still hmm. to this day, uh, is the feminine form of Kevin, which is an Irish name, huh? which is spelled C A O I H. M E N. Where's the V? Irish. I think it's the H. I think it's the H. That's so weird. <laughs> um, so A, I learned my name is Irish, which I did not actually know ahead of time. That's cool. Like I've never looked into it or investigated it. Uh-huh. Um, but I also know how to spell my name in Irish, which is not what I'd expect at all. Um, but it did super easily help me like remember how to say her name. <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah, so I didn't even know there was a female form of Kevin, because there is. Yeah. Uh, and it's Kiva. Kiva. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not named from, I'm named due to a family friend, not because like from I have Irish any particular heritage, yeah. Irish heritage. 
Uh, which, if that was the case, I probably would have known where my name came from earlier. Yeah. I mean, like, you yeah. could be... You, there could be Irish. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's just not a thing for your family. Yeah. We, yeah. We're, we don't have an Irish identity. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so that, I thought that was a really cool thing I learned today. That's wild. About my name. Mine is uh, from the Bible. Yeah. That's it. That's not that exciting. And I don't, I don't know if Jesse is an anglicized version of... I think it is. Like, like I don't know what the actual Hebrew name yeah. is that Jesse is an Anglicized version of. Joshua. I made that up. I don't know Hebrew. Well, like, my brother's name is Joshua. Yeah. And that's a, the Anglicized also, yeah. version of Yeshua. Yeah. I'm sure Jesse is an Anglicized version of something. Yeah, I don't think there's, like, an ancient Hebrew person named Jesse. <laughs> uh, or, I did see or Kevin. <laughs> I did see a play once called The Gospel of Jesse. Really? Yeah. Uh, it was was really good. It was about, um, it was, uh, written in Lubbock and it was actually about, um, the homeless and, uh, poor populations of Lubbock. Hmm. Um, and it was, it was fictionalized, but it had a lot of interviews that the playwright did with actual homeless people Mm -hmm. in Lubbock. Um, and dealing with some of the gentrification that was going on in, in the town at the time. Hmm. Um, and there was, there was a character, a fictional character named Jesse, who was the, central character um who was basically like his his story mimicked that of jesus's um in the terms of like gathering people around and helping poor people yeah um and eventually getting like persecuted for it Hmm. um but it was it was written in a light to sort of show like what the homeless situation in lubbock was which i didn't even know existed when i lived in lubbock when it was happening (laughs) where i saw the play yeah yeah Hmm. it was a gospel according to jesse it's I've a good got, play. I've got my own gospel. There you go. It was either the gospel or it was the book of Jesse, but I don't remember yeah, specifically. Was, yeah. It was a gospel according to Jesse. Yeah, that's about me. Yeah. That's the one I wrote. Cool. You didn't write it. Dr. Norman A. Burt wrote it. He's my playwright professor, so I remember his name. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Kiva. Kiva. Yeah, I'm still like I can say the name. I'm still having trouble seeing the name and turning it into Kiva. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna get there because I'm gonna work with this person a lot. Right. But it's it's definitely gonna be sort of like okay, that's that says Kiva, that says Kiva. Right. Like there's a ten percent relationship between those letters and the sounds in the anglicized version. Yeah. Right. Like in yeah. in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you speak Irish, it's it's a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> that's how you say that. <laughs> yeah. Like I I can't imagine just looking at that. For the first time and being like, yeah, Kiva. Like, if that's just how your brain turns those letters into sounds. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, that's because letters are arbitrary anyway. Yeah. Um, but that's why, like, what you did is, uh, like, just the right thing to do. You're like, those are weird. That's a weird combination of letters. Let me ask. Yeah. Because <laughs> no no one's like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> you trying to learn how to say my name. That's just <laughs> yeah, terrible. Yeah, like, just a really kind, polite thing to do <laughs> to somebody. <laughs> Um, Kiva. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a joke recently about the French language language where it was on Tumblr, so it was weirdly formatted to like a certain. <laughs> That's thing. how but, Tumblr does it, right? But it was like uh, like someone's trying to write something in French, and they're like, "Yeah, that seems like enough vowels." And then the French <laughs> language says, "Like, no, you fool!" But those those words, "no, you fool," are just like filled with vowels, extra vowels, yeah. French, yeah, because French is the same way. French like follows more of the anglicized like, mm-hmm. there's, there's pronunciation more, well, rules. Well, they have similar roots, I think. No, that's not true because uh, English is not a romantic language. They have more cognates. English stole more words from the romantic language than we did from the Irish languages. But English is Germanic in root, right? Yeah, I think so. But it's not one of the romantic languages. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I can look at French... And even if a French person will never admit that I'm pronouncing it correctly, I can like you can get close. I will. I can guess how to get close to a correct yeah. pronunciation. Whereas, like, if I first, you it, only say the first half of the word. <laughs> first half of the word, and like, just put all the vowels in a blender. Yeah, and hold a cigarette. Long. <laughs> um, yeah, I like I took French in high school, yeah. and I very distinctly remember like repeating a word over and over and over again mm-hmm. like trying to whittle my way down to the correct pronunciation and the french teacher being like no 
no, no, <laughs> no. Like you just can you can't ever pronounce it right. Yeah. Well, and and French is designed not designed, but French is French prefers sounding pretty to sounding accurate. Right. Like the, as a language, you would much rather sound good, and it does things that sound good. Right. For the given value of good, according to the people who speak French. But according uh, yeah. to their weird, messed up French value system. Yeah, their history and all that. Oh, man. So many vowels. Yeah, a lot of vowels. I want to learn how to say things in Irish, though. Like, that's like on my list. Right? Like, that's, immedi- <laughs> that's immediately interesting. Like, yeah. if those letters say the word Kiva, mm-hmm. like, that's a cool language. Yeah. Right? Like, like what else is going on yeah, in there? Yeah, I'm fascinated. Hmm. Wonder how you'd spell mustard. I don't know. Start with a C? Probably not. That's the wrong sound. <laughs> well, I also don't know, like, knowing nothing about the language, I don't know if it's like Spanish, for example, where everything is pronounced consistently. So, like, in Spanish, every vowel that sounds like, or every vowel sounds like itself. Mm. So, ah is always ah, e eh is always eh. Oh, is always oh. It's it's you always make the same noise, mm-hmm. and accents. You know, short of like an, a specifically accented word, mm-hmm. the rhythm of a sentence is always the same. Mm. Which makes, for me anyway, made pronouncing Spanish very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was saying Spanish in college, my my professor always gave me high marks for my pronunciation, and in my mind I was like, well, that's because it's always the same. Mm. I can look at a word in Spanish and once I know the key of how to pronounce things, I can always pronounce it the way it is supposed to be pronounced Mm -hmm. because the sounds match the letters and by the length of the word and knowing where the vowels are, you can basically know where the emphasis is placed on the word, where the, where the, you know, high point is Yeah, and always pronounce it correctly. So even if I don't know what I'm saying, I can read a thing and say it correctly. Mm. Um, And Irish may be like that, or it may be like French. <laughs> right, where, yeah, whereas in French, every new sentence is a new context for each word and a new correct way to pronounce that yeah. word. So, like, yeah, like it's, it, French people are cruel. The, la- <laughs> the language is cruel. It's designed to limit outside adoptability. <laughs> Almost like English. No, we use the government for that. <laughs> they use their language. Uh, although English is really hard to learn. Yeah, I'm sure. Because I mean, we just steal everything from everybody. I didn't we have, don't have we don't have any rules. I didn't have a problem. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have any rules. Yeah. Um. Yeah, English is bad. Most languages are bad. Yeah. Um, I do. I do love the um, English American divide. Like the distinctions between those languages is something that's really fascinating to me. Like British English versus yeah. American. Yeah. Uh, just because they are so close, mm. uh, but the differences are fascinating to me. Uh, there's a, there's actually a rap song about that. Of course there is. By the British rapper Mike Skinner, a.k.a. The Streets. Um, he, his name is Mike Skinner. He recorded like four or five albums as The Streets. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had he had a song called Two Nations, and it was, you know, two nations divided by a common language, um, which is he's probably not the first person to come up with that phrase. Mm-hmm. But it is sort of talking about like speaking to an American audience of like how y'all say words wrong, <laughs> like y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but like as a as a northerner transplant to the south, I do like I think y'all is a fantastic word. I love it. Like I don't I still don't say it often because it hasn't absorbed into my vocabulary mm-hmm. very much, but. It's exactly like it's creation is like the best thing about language yeah. and the way language changes. Like you made a change to the language in such a useful, mm-hmm. good way. Yeah. But it's a, well, it's also, it's a plural you, which we don't really have. Right. Like French has it. Spanish has it. Right. Vous. But uh, it's yeah. a, it's a plural non-gendered second person you, yeah. pronoun, which yeah. is like, very useful in a language <laughs> yeah and only a certain region of the country speaks it mm-hmm. i did see a cool t-shirt that says y'all means all mm-hmm. um and with, it had like the pride colors on it or something yeah i've like, seen yeah, that. it's meant to be intentionally inclusive yeah it's like hey southerners don't 
don't be gross. Yeah. Oh, you were talking about British English. Yeah. Is there, are the languages going to divide so much that they become different languages? Eventually. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, or will there be forces that like recombine them or it'll, keep, it'll be or like, keep them close enough or no, it'll be like French and Italian or Spanish. Like the, you know, it's very similar root, it'll get but there. they will eventually divide. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, we're talking hundreds of years, but it'll yeah. happen. What about like Southern american english versus i don't know if that one will split quite as far it'll be a dialect like it is currently i think yeah i'm not a linguist i don't know what i'm talking mm. about putting that out there yeah i don't know if it counts as a dialect i think it might i think it could become a dialect does like creole creole's like a yeah oh yeah creole is absolutely sure dialect. a dialect yeah but like i might not even be able to understand someone speaking Creole. I can't. Like, I mean, there are, I have heard people speaking Creole that I couldn't understand. Yeah. Um, now, I think, and again, not a linguist. Don't <laughs> No idea what I'm talking about. Um, That's what I this think, podcast is for. We'll talk about stuff we don't understand. I think that distinction, particularly between British and American English, will be slower because we have so much cross-cultural pollination. Mm-hmm. Like the reason that Italian, French, and Spanish, and you know any other Portuguese, uh, there's more romantic languages than that, aren't there? There's like six? Um, uh, I don't care. Uh, the reason those could separate is because people couldn't communicate across hundreds of miles very easily. Right. And people weren't traveling and moving and yeah. transplanting. And it is now much easier to speak to someone who speaks British English or pull up one of the hundreds of British TV shows. That's where I've learned all of my British English was from watching British TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being able to understand like what a biscuit is. <laughs> yeah. And how it's different from an American biscuit. And so that, that I think will slow that division. Mm. Um, but I think it's totally possible for them to fully separate. Yeah. God, I really like the idea of not being able to understand British people. <laughs> <laughs> you hate them that much. <laughs> um i heard uh a theory and i don't know if this was just something a rando on the internet made up or if mm-hmm. this is like actual actually a thing that linguists mm-hmm. came up with um but the idea is when british people first came to america mm-hmm. they sounded like british people yes they all had british accents right like the way people in Britain sound now is like how everyone sounded. Well, like there's for the most part. So the people who were in Britain who came to America from Britain sounded like the British people sounded at the same time. Right. Which is closer to how British people sound now than to how American people sound. Now. Fair enough. Um, and the idea is that the s- general Southern accent in America is closer to that than the northern accent is so i've seen similar things like that's the part that hung on because i guess you you can like if you speed up a southern accent it sounds close to Mm -hmm. a british accent fair enough i that's that's possible so i the there's similar things like dropped r's for example in certain british dialects that you have also in southern dialects Mm -hmm. Um, or the where where you voice the sounds in your mouth. I mean, this is stuff that I've done a little bit of when I was in like speech classes, mm. like learning how your mouth works and where you put your sounds and how that changes your dialect. Hmm. So, um, for example, this is kind of an easy example. Um, New Zealanders swallow their sounds, so they're much further back in the throat. Uh, so you talk like this. This is not New Zealand. I don't know what this is. This, but little, this is that was lispy New Zealand. Lispy. Uh, there's, um. What's a New Zealand word? Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, my most of my New Zealand accent exposure is Flight of the Concords. Yeah. And I really enjoy the way they say the word bread. Bread. Brid. 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 So, so it's it's tighter. Your mouth becomes narrower and it comes further back in your mouth. Brid. Um, same thing for uh, Russian. Russian accents come further back into your mouth and a little bit higher. Hmm. So when you're doing a very bad Russian accent like Kevin is. Very bad. Um, so that's that's but that's how you you change your accent is by moving where the sounds are in your mouth. I've never even thought of that of like um, my sounds being in a certain place. In my yeah, mouth. well, it's where they resonate. So your mouth is a big resonance chamber. You have other resonance chambers. You have your chest. You have your head. There's I think six of them. When I used to do vocal warm ups, I was able to hit all of them. Your butt. Uh, your butt is not a vocal <laughs> resonance, um, but like 
chest, throat, mouth, nasal, um, skull. Keem! Hits up on your skull. Hmm. Um, it resonates there. Um, that noise is in your nasal resonator. Your huh, 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 huh. that's down in your chest resonator. These are like vocal exercises I used to do. <laughs> um, so, but by manipulating where the sound is coming out of, you change your accent. And so I, at one point in time, I could do a pretty decent Brooklyn accent because I worked really hard on it for a role. Hmm. Um, I don't think I could pull it out right now, but I'm going to try anyway. Okay. Because uh, I expect no less. You talk about a pastrami sandwich at a deli? Yeah. Um, man, it's been a long time. I almost don't need to hear a Brooklyn accent. Um, who's the famous person with a Brooklyn accent? Uh, like a, like, I'm thinking like a forget about it mobster kind of guy. Uh, I mean, I, uh, Mel Brooks is close, but not quite right. Mm. Hey, how you doing, everyone? Yeah, this is this is getting close. Uh, I, I did it. I door to door in 27 minutes, 12 seconds. A new record. So I'm I'm putting more into my nasal resonator. I'm also pushing the the things forward in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I wanted to talk a really a really nice pastrami sandwich, uh, this is not great, but I'm I'm getting close. It's approximating. I can, uh, I can I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep listening there. to this guy. This is an Italian Brooklyn accent, so I'm getting I'm getting kind of close to that from what I'm hearing from here. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people on YouTube say they're from New York. 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 It's very very f- forward. York. Such an act. Bok Bok, Red, Red Rover, Red Rover. Yeah, dropped, dropped R's strong Dropped R's. Yeah, I wish I could remember my lines from the play I was in because that was a really strong, it, would uh, just come it was right a trigger. Back, right? yeah. yeah, you 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 kind of learn trigger accents or trigger lines when you're doing accent work mm. where you can say a line that starts to get at your mouth into the right noises. And that's why I said the, the door-to-door in 27 minutes, 12 seconds. That was a line I used when I was in the play. Hmm. Uh, uh, he doesn't like a white suit. What's wrong with the white suit? Uh, I never have a. I never have an uh, onion. It's not onion bagel. Onion roll. I'm looking for an onion roll. So I'm. I'm not doing a great job, but it's there a little bit. It's considering I haven't done that in like I was uh, freshman. Or, I was. A, I was a junior in college when I did that last yeah. time. Uh, but I, I had like dialogue tapes that I would listen to, not saying my lines, but like saying the accent. Yeah. Um, that people use, as well as a coach, sort of helping me learn to where to put the sounds in my mouth. How did you avoid a southern accent growing up in Texas? Well, I mean, first of all, there's there's a lot of variety in a southern accent, and a Texan accent is different than, for example, a Louisiana accent or an Alabama right. accent. Uh, some of it is because I I grew up in like a suburban area, so a lot of my, you know stuff came from TV mm-hmm. and sort of that that neutral flat american accent which is is not anything in particular yeah but i can also turn it up i can turn up the the southern accent uh which do your is parents have one not particularly no, no. um like i want to pull up a text and and do uh like the gettysburg address my um i managed to avoid for the most part mhm um, like sounding like a New Englander, yeah. Um, or like sounding like too specifically from the Boston or Providence area. Sure. Um, my mom sounds a lot like my mom sounds very much like she's from Southeast Massachusetts. Yeah. My dad still has like an accent yeah. from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Like he speaks perfectly fine English. Sure. But he still. Oh, some people never like, lose their accent. Like it, it just yeah. it, and it sometimes it, he sounds completely normal and like certain words and certain phrases like still bring back like a South American oh, yeah. like tone to it. But my, like my mom says coffee, coffee, like, like the biggest Rhode Islander. She Talk says, amongst yourselves. Coffee milk, coffee <laughs> milk, which is a thing you made up. I, it's not a, it's not a real food. It's a thing in Rhode Island. I can almost, almost get to the Brooklyn accent from coffee milk. <laughs> coffee milk's getting me close. Yeah. So if I was going to read four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether the nation or any other nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. That's I'm getting close. 
<laughs> without having my without having my, my vocal coach there, we are met on a great battlefield at that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who have here gave their lives that the nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. The Gettysburg Address really loses its gravity <laughs> with a Brooklyn accent. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate this, hol- we cannot hollow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The, word, the world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task of remaining before us, that from those honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion. That we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation, under God, shall have this new birth of freedom, and that the government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Thank you.